welcome to Zero Fuck Given. Wait, stop, stop, stop. No, we're, no, we're, no. we're, we're keeping that. No, we're no, keeping that. No, Dude, you didn't even no. wait for me to make fun of you. Come on. You make fun of yourself. That's, that's no, cool. No, no, just, no, okay, please do, don't do, do the it. rest of it. Please don't do it. Okay. Yes, I will. <laughs> Can I say I'm the host or you don't like that? No, Hostess. you're the host ass. Host ass with the most ass. Okay. Okay, I'm going to count to five. One, two, three, four. Six. Come on, guys. Let's go. Just roll in. No, it's it's great. It, it'll all get better when you get past this part. I know it's always the hardest. It's, it is. I don't like it. Fuck. Okay. Okay. All right. You took your sip of vodka. Let's do it. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Zero Fucks Given. I'm your host, Krista DeLuca. With me today is Carson Block and Freddie Brick. How are you guys? You said host again. <laughs> you didn't know, say hostess. I know, I know. Dude, we're, Let's just... we're about 12 minutes in now, so <laughs> we really do need to get moving with the show. No, it's okay. Tomorrow like we're... is Christmas, so... Um... <laughs> I, I felt like we were a little late on content for this, this episode, so you're burning all this time in the intros just in gold. It's I'm awesome. sorry. He wants me to say hostess. It doesn't matter, really. I just want you to speak English well. That's all I want. That That's is, all I'm asking for. <laughs> that bar is so high and I don't like it. Christmas present. Okay. Anyway, um, what's going on? What do you guys want to talk about? I think we should start by talking about Germany and not talking about the German real estate company that we just published a report on. I think it's important to talk about well, what Germany does best. Okay, well, hang on. It's not a German real estate company because it's there's a Cypriot holding company with a Luxembourg company yeah, and then a parent in up, Cyprus and then company. right. Well, it's true. That's very multi-jurisdictional. They just own a bunch of shit in Germany. I know we're not going to talk about that really, but my whole theory is there's I said so much. To you, please, let's not talk about. There's this so much. <laughs> there's so much fuckery in German real estate. I think in part because they have um, a property registry that's not publicly accessible. So I think that's part of the reason there's so much just absolute bullshit in German real estate. But what you want to talk about actually has a little bit of a parallel to it. But that is the. Attempted coup, coup in Germany. All right. <laughs> so, all right. Like, I, I've solved the mystery. So the. Oh God, this got to be good. No, this is good. Okay. So, did you catch this? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you have no clue? I have some clue. I, I feel like this was a very under the radar story. Really? For an attempted coup. I mean, look, it was in the New York Times, which like New York Times had a few articles on it. Right. But. Um, yeah, but then they're, you know. Krista reads the Daily Stormer, so she hasn't. Right, uh, that's true. You don't do the lamestream media. <laughs> but okay, so this guy, Prince, literally a prince, Heinrich the Thirteenth. Mm. He his family is seven hundred year old uh, noble family. They used to reign over pre World War One. They reign over some state in eastern eastern part of Germany. So he and a bunch of like far right nut jobs. They were actually. We can going... call them Germans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't yeah, want to upset Andrew just, Left, but yeah, you're, you're average German, yeah. in other words. <laughs> um, they were actually going to storm Parliament, yeah. right. kidnap the yeah. Chancellor, execute the Chancellor, 
which the guy used to be the ministry minister of finance, and he was the one who basically thought that like Boffin was doing a decent job. So <laughs> not entirely you know, like, Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. So like you know, not making the world massively worse off with that one, maybe. But I kid, Olaf Schultz. Um, but anyway, so <clears throat> the the police broke this up, and it's been clear for a while Germany does have a problem here because. People involved are like cops, ex-special forces, and they arrested 25 people. Mm -hmm. Um, They raided like 150 sites, like all these caches of weapons. But I was reading one of the follow-on articles in the New York York Times, and it was talking about how Prince Heinrich XIII had moved to this one village where all of this stuff went down, and they were stockpiling weapons and doing training out back of this lodge. and, And he had actually like he'd actually sent out letters to everybody in town at one point saying that for people who want to register for the election commission for the house of Royce. Oh yeah. The best. So like the best part is these people are, um, they're called uh, Reichsburgers. Yeah. They call themselves Reichsburgers. And that's because they believe that Germany doesn't actually have a valid sovereign government. They think it's, just a corporation that was set up by the Allies after World War II. So hmm. they always refer to it as GmbH. You know, it's like their corporate abbreviation. Huh. So this is part of like their whole like, you know, lunatic world here. But anyway, so he was looking for people to sign up to be on the election commission under the House of Royce. So that's him basically setting up local government. But anyway, to me, the really interesting thing was, um, as I'm reading this New York Times article, it's, you know, it's going down and said, police are looking to understand better uh, the motive, you know, for Prince Heinrich Thirteenth and da-da-da. Mm-hmm. So I read just one or two paragraphs below that, and the fucking answer is, like, staring everybody in the face. He goes, he's 71, right? It's like, until recently, until he moved to this village of whatever spot, um, he was living in Frankfurt where he was working selling real estate. <laughs> it's like, right there, man. Can you imagine this fucking guy, right? Like, like you know, a couple pulls up and, you know, he's got to get out there and kiss his ass. Like, oh, you are so young and beautiful. Um, oh, fuck you, grandpa. Like, you fucking suck. Like, Z hand out a business card. Prince Heinrich the 13th, like, with your... Like, you know, from royal realty or something. But that's the answer. Why? Why would he want to overthrow the government of Germany? Because his princely ass is selling real estate to the general public. So the other thing I like about this guy, and now this is actually making more sense. Is it makes, it like all the dots connect here. He's dressed like he's been watching recent episodes of The Crown, okay? So he's kind of dressed like a <laughs> country bumpkin. He's got tweed with like a sort of like, you know, shockingly blue tie with some checkered kind of shirt. Um, a pocket square. Pocket square. Yeah. Every picture of this guy online, he's wearing a pocket square. Now, the other awesome. thing about him. But hang on, I think that's, I think that's because he was a realtor, not because he's real. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing about him is how much he looks like Bernie Madoff. Okay, because mm. I was thinking, like, all right. We've seen this movie before in the 30s, and then, like, typically the Jews get blamed for everything. I'm like, where's the angle here? I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Bernie Madoff recently died. They're going to be like, ah, he didn't really die. He was installed as a puppet. Nah, but you know what? Powell's not a Jew, right? Jerome Powell? No. I mean, it's obviously, like, Uh, the the Fed's fault, raising (laughs) rates. Nobody buys my fucking houses anymore, you fuck. Take over the government. Fuck Uh. you. 
central bank. So, yeah. Actually, yeah, I, I, it's yeah. it's all right here. Like this is the how, what, when, where, and why. So, yeah, so it's it's just it's kind of refreshing to see Germany back to doing what it does best. I mean, um, yeah, I think the whole plan was kind of a little bit harebrained. I mean, think? yeah, it was. It was I, like they, they had a list of people they were going to whack. That's um, right. Yeah. Reporters as well. Reporters as well. Which um, I haven't found many of those in Germany, to be honest. I think there's about three, right? They write for like Manager Magazine and... Yeah. And WeWo. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's pretty it. much it. So, yeah. so that would have been the end of German news. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So anyway, so Germany does what Germany usually does. Germany's going to Germany. Yeah. Um, anyway, you wanted to talk about something that you thought was particularly amusing from the investment world, right? What are you talking about? Rhymes with senator. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, Venator fund letter. Monkey disclosure. Monkey disclosure. Um, so I was forwarded by a friend and an investment letter, and that usually means one of two things. It's profound gobbledygook, so we can all send it round to each other, like Howard Marks, and it's basically the same thing for 15 years, and it is quite intelligent, but it's not something that actually really applies to what we do, or it's gonna be a complete fucking car crash. <laughs> so uh, unfortunately, this letter falls into the, the latter category. Um, Why is that unfortunate? It's true. It's not I mean, unfortunate at come all. On. It, we, we wouldn't be talking about it if it were fortunate. That's true. Um, and it's, it's actually not the fund performance itself, which is uh, not awesome. It's, well, it's a little bit of fun. I mean, it's, it's an excuse for funds yeah, performance. It's, look, it, it's a small cap fund. These things have all been <clears throat> decimated. Obviously, the Fed's to blame for that. They're not to blame for the fund going up for 10 years previously. That was all investing skill in alpha. But um, for me in particular, it was the rationale behind the funds on the performance of Krista. I don't have my glasses on. Okay. I didn't know you were going to. Yeah. Can we read that? Is that close enough for you? I, I can't. I, I can't oh, read it. Okay. Do you want me to show I you how to read it? Please. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. So it starts off by like talking about some fund losses and how it's been a bad year. Um, and then it discusses how a position that until recently was actually a very profitable position has become a loss-making position. That often is how they start out, like profitable, and then they go to losses. But um, for me, what is most interesting is uh, the company itself. So the company is a $600 million in revenue contract research outsourcer that provides discovery and safety research services to biotech pharmaceutical companies, academia, and government. Unfortunately, a high-ranking government wildlife official in Cambodia and several employees of the industry's largest supplier of laboratory primates in that company, in that country, they supply close to 50% of the US market, were recently indicted for selling wild macaques mixed with bred animals and forging the documentation prior to export, with the supplier related to 25% of the company's revenue possibly cut off for an indefinite <laughs> period, the stock plummeted by over two-thirds during the month, most of which was in the 24 hours of the news break. 
While this could throw 60% of the entire US drug and vaccine development pipeline into chaos for three to five years, the potential effect on the investment was more direct. Um, so people talk about black swans and it's, it's massively overused. It's a black macaque. This, this is a black <laughs> macaque. Um, I can't for the life of me think of a disclosure over the years where uh, I've I've had like anything as good. I mean, I feel like some of the Chinese companies mm. had some good disclosures. They did. They had some great disclosures. Um, ones that comes from a chop. Was it chop with the antiquities? Yeah, China Gure uh, Steel. Yeah, they uh, they used up their hundreds of millions of dollars of cash that people had questioned the existence of to buy porcelain antiquities. Which, Porcelain antiquities. Uh, urinals and toilets, basically, is the way I, <laughs> I figured it. So, yeah, we would love to see the chairman's porcelain antiquity collection. Uh, you know, go down the hall, take a left. <laughs> if I remember correct, the best part about that disclosure was that they also claimed they bought them at a massive discount. Oh, right. Yeah, somebody was liquidating value. them. Yeah, distressed sale. Yeah. Some like restaurant was going out of business, and they, <laughs> you know, their bathroom to like you know, dining hall ratio had been off. They had too many toilets and shit. So yeah, here you go. And then I feel like while you were in China, they also had that scam with the banks, right? When they yeah, so that was that also right. had to do with antiquities. Well, right. So China had um, China had enacted this new policy where the state-owned banks would provide loans, non-recourse loans to Chinese who were buying Chinese antiquities from overseas and repatriating them <laughs> to the U.S. So, of course, all these fucking princelings go and, like, borrow a shit ton of money to buy, like, knockoff Chinese crap. <laughs> Bring it back. And, like, yeah, here's the collateral and, you know, peel off a little bit to pay the guys at Bank of China and boom, you're done. Non-recourse. Uh, yeah, it, it is good. Like that that's the one thing actually about the short side. Like you do find these just amazingly funny disclosures. Like I don't I don't think you come across that on the long side because like, ah, it's a crap company, like move on. No, on the long side, you're evidently thinking of things <laughs> like that that you yeah. hope will be taken seriously. Like, did you honestly think? At, at Venator, you could fucking write that in a letter and people are not going to laugh and make fun of you. I mean, for fuck's sake, just say we took a loss. Like, don't get into the monkeys and, you know, like, seriously, guys. That, that's just such, I mean, they, they, their intention plainly must have been to entertain. I know. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's the best disclosure I think I've seen for like, quite a while in a, in a fund letter. Um, there, there was another one I read from some Canada-based manager who gave the whole like long Carvana thing and how management is so aligned. And it's like, yeah. he's, he's, it's kind of like when you, you sort of do the, the FTX, you look at one side of the ledger and you forget the liability side. He's like, management are really well aligned. They, uh, they bought over $300 million of stock. It's like, yeah, yeah, you might but. be forgetting the billions of dollars of stock they sold at much higher prices. It's, uh, it is interesting how people overlook that. Um, well, yeah, I'm, that's, the, that's, the whole, that's the whole reality of the equity world, though, right? Yeah. You can give people nine investments 
why they should run from your stock. But if you give them one investment, why they should, or one, re, you can give them nine mm. reasons to run, one reason to buy, and they'll fucking focus just on that. True. Which brings us to the brain. Oh, yes. That sits on the table. You had me to order a small, uh, yeah, a small brain. I don't know if we specified small. Did you? Did no, you take I that just upon googled. You? That was an initiative. That's not a small brain. That's a small brain. Yeah, I yeah, I I I did. Well, I just thought it would be much bigger. Okay. Well, next time you can actually, you know, look at the dimensions when you have some time. That's too much. Anyway, too much work. Apparently. Too much work. Um, but. Yeah. So you know what we got this for, right? <clears throat> I know you told me a woman. <laughs> now, are we going to be in trouble that we just disclose that? What, that we can't make fun of women? Yeah. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Is that sexist if we can't make fun of women just because they're you women? You make fun of me every day. I must, oh, but I don't go, I don't know. I don't, I, I Well, you I, wear ruffles. I mean, why shouldn't I make fun I of you? I know. I like that. It's kind of Christmassy. It's seasonal. It's Let's ruffles. back to the brain. What's behind this? I really don't, I don't know. I don't know the story. I'm not, I'm not kidding around. I mean, you could have paid a little bit of attention, but. No. First of um, all. No, I don't think she was no. at the lunch. Yeah, no, 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 no. I asked him. You know, who is this for? He couldn't even recall. I mean, it took, what, well, we, almost, I mean, we at know least the 15 name of, minutes. We know the name of the bank, right? It's like it's No, a, but no. he could not earlier today, yeah. so it's, forget it's about It's a portfolio manager at Swedbank. Well, now I know, yeah. Okay, then why don't you tell the story? Okay, let me tell the story. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, my all right. My knowledge is limited about this particular. Oh, we seem to be changing our story a little bit. It's the name of the game. The old black macaque. <laughs> right. Anywho, go ahead. Um, so yeah, portfolio manager at Swedbank. <clears throat> and after we published on Solutions 30, um, yeah, and the stock resumed trading and the auditor refused to sign uh, or issue an audit opinion on the 2020 financials, her ingenious ass <laughs> decides not to sell, right? And stock actually squeezed higher. And, you know, a bunch of French... You know, idiotic retail went in and bought it. Um, and I, I have like all the DMs of, you know, telling them, them telling me in really bad English to go fuck myself and shit like that. Um, they went in and bought it, pushed the stock up. She had an opportunity to sell the stock, like around eight, nine euro for a while. And you're saying her But did she do it? No. Because no. she has a They small finally brain. blew out. She's well, brainless. Right. She has a small brain. Well, if she were a man, we'd probably be saying she has a small dick or something like that. Right. So, so we, you right. know, like okay, we, this is coming we, back we, now. We go with like kid gloves yeah. when yeah. it's women. It's true. Um, right. So anyway, um, yeah, they ended up. She ended up blowing out of Solutions Thirty. Finally, like a year and a half later, yeah, probably around three euro a share. They were the largest outside shareholder. So for Sir. that super intelligent decision. <laughs> or set of decisions or non-decisions, it's a brain. Help her process it a little bit better next time. You just like hit upon gift, really. something it that I like gift. the idea of. She needs it. French retail, okay? Like I, you know, cause like when you hear like Korean retail, right? You see them on the message boards, you can kind of visualize it like surrounded by screens or you see these guys like on YouTube, like the American retail and it's always like eight screens and like the neon lights under the keyboard and stuff. 
My imagination of French retail is、um, a guy called、uh, Gilles, who、uh, like、yeah. gets off, you know, wakes up in the morning, puts his boots on, goes out in his combine harvester, plows the field. He's like, ah, the market is open. I must go and buy some solution thirty. <laughs> I will buy four shells. Ugh, back to the farm. Like that's that's my impression of French retail. I just don't feel like they have this like. Cool kind of setup, like or maybe Gilles has a couple of screens on his combine harvester, so he can do both at the same time. But I, I have a hard time imagining French retail stock jockeys. I, I guess the where I'm a little bit puzzled is you're actually imagining a French dude working. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. He、like、has a point. French retail dude sitting in a fucking cafe somewhere, you know, smoking. Doing nothing except complaining about shit, you know. I mean, even these immigrants—they are so lazy.、Ugh. But like, even no, the I think they complain because they do、with. work. They make they make it hard for like to be French and not do work. That, <laughs> like they're raising the bar. Like I think <laughs>、totally、that's the French. I think that you know, like the guys in Germany have the opposite. Like they'll、right. complain about you know how the immigrants are lazy. But I think honestly, in France, it's like you know. They work too much. All they want to do is work and make money. This wrong、yeah. with them. But so anyway, they, I mean, they've sent me some really nasty tweet. Like, well, they've tweeted some really nasty things to me,、um, and also DM'd me over the years、uh, over Solutions Thirty, also Casino. And I just got to tell you, like, I have such a hard time taking a pissed off French person seriously.、Um, you know, it's like,、uh, well. I think the problem is the language, right? So in、um, yeah, was in Matrix Two. It's like the the Merovingian said swearing in French is like wiping your ass with silk. But you know it. But it's just like when they when they get mad, it just it like it doesn't resonate. Doesn't work. Do you ever hear, hear、like、French hip hop when they're trying to? Yeah. So there was a.、Um, I used to have these、uh, CDs from a Hotel Costas series, and then they put on that one of them was like kind of French hip hop and. Songs called "Le Bel et Le Bad Boy." It's like you know, bunch、Beauty、of French. Beauty and the Beast. I, I don't know. It's like, but but then, but at one point, the guys, hey yo, hey yo, it's a bit of a dude. Le Bel et Le Bad Boy.、I'm、just like, dude,、good. this is really.、Huh. A, what? What's dude? If we drop something in France, maybe you could wrap it next. I know.、Time. With the French accent. Yeah. yeah. Harder, harder yeah. to sue us. I mean, it's kind of like just creative license, right? What you mean if I garble the words? Yeah, like they are committing fraud. <laughs> I said fraud. They're committing fraud. You fucking fraud. I didn't say fraud. Don't sue yeah, me. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like,、uh, yeah, I I was at a dinner party in Oakland once, and I have a、uh, a friend of mine who is、uh, from Paris. This is the podcast, not therapy. Just oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought I thought this is where I was, but um. He like stormed out. He got really pissed off at my friend and me. And so wait, I was, was like, he French? Yeah. Yeah. No, he is. He's he was. They have tempers, man. Yeah. Like stormed out, and then he started talking about his dad and what war he fought. And I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" Like、Let's, I was like, "What the hell?" What war he fought? <laughs> yeah. Like, fought. like lost until、yeah. the god help. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, was, man. Like, <laughs> like it was fought、crazy. is. 
I know, right? Stretching the imagination. No, I'm telling you, he got so angry. God, I hope he doesn't watch this, but like. Actually. And I, I was like, I got this. Isn't Let it me go. If he does? What? Isn't it better if he does? Yeah, what's he going to do? Come over here and fight? No. Doubtful. <laughs> like, and he's been a friend of mine for quite some time. And like, still, I'm not really quite sure like what he does for a living. Mm. Like one of these people. Sits in the cafe complaining. Mm. Yeah, and pretty much. And I'm like, why is he, you know, like living here? Number one, if he hates I this I bet country. they still have a ticker tape as well. It'd be because so even if he were living in France, he would... Like, He's like, Krista, like I'm a socialist. I'm like, a what? <laughs> a socialist. I'm like, say no more. Like, like yeah, I don't know. Well, well so speak, speaking of French people, like one from the archive, right? Mm. Some years ago, before mm. you joined, mm-hmm. um, we started looking at a company. Um, would it, like, really fucked up company. Would have been just a sweet trade. And... We came across this guy, this and this one guy just emailed out of the blue, like, you know, fake email address, you know, we should talk. Yeah. Um, so he gave some hints about the company that he was, that he wanted to talk about. And it sounded like it might be the one that we were already working on. So one of my then associates, who's a complete fuck shitbag himself, but anyway, <laughs> he goes and takes a meeting with this guy. Guy ends up being French. So he comes back from the meeting and he says to me, he's like, Carson, I, I really, this, this guy I think knows this company really well. He used to be an employee there. He's, he's been out a year, so it's not MNPI, but I think he can really help us. But, uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. He's yeah. like, but I got to tell you, I know that by the end, the end of this project, you're going to hate him. Oh my God, he was not wrong. I mean, this fucking French guy. So, you know, do like, you know who this is? Yes. Yeah, he knows. He was there. Yeah. So some time goes it's not by. Not wrong. <laughs> this and, I feel like probably this guy's father had the same conversation with his mother when he was born. Like looked at him and was like, "By the time he's an adult, you are really going to hate this guy." He was that unlikable. Wow. Right now, this guy didn't have a pot to piss in. Okay, yeah. he'd been sitting around like you know, listening to Daft Punk and playing video games for about a year. Yeah. And, um, and like working on his, Was like, this in San Francisco? Yeah, we yeah. were, yeah, we were located in San, office. yeah, we were in okay. the, we still had the, the, shitty office the that we told opium uh, den that office. Den? Yeah. It wasn't shitty. Oh, it was a crack It was den. actually Sorry. nice. It was nice. I, I think it was an opium den. Yeah. A little higher brow. Um, so anyway, fly this dude in and like already, I mean, by the time Red he flies flag. in, we're already like not, you know, he's just, intransigent about some shit and we had this guy sign an agreement that you know he has no material non-public information we made him get legal counsel to sign the agreement basically just so that he understood what mnpi is and so we're we're trying to cover all the bases here and anyway dude shows up and you know we've been doing some work on on this stuff already and it's it's pretty good but um Towards the end of the first day, we're, you know, a bunch of us are in the conference room with him and um, we're talking about one of his sources. So he's, you know, this, so I'm, I'm asking, okay, where did you get this information? It's like, okay, well, um, it's, it's another former employee. Like, okay. Um, I mean, I, I, I need to know because if we're going to use this information, I need to know who he is. He's like, but you must never tell anybody. <laughs> Well, I got that, right? Except just to be clear, 
if the regulator sends a subpoena and says we need to talk to you and I'm in a deposition right. and they ask, I gotta know. know right? Then I will not tell you. Well, you have to tell me because number one, I'm not going to go to war right. with this guy's information if I don't know who the fuck he is. But right. let's just put that to the side for a moment. If I were to then say, oh, I don't know, I got it from this dude, you, then they would bring you in and they would say, okay, tell me who gave you this information. What's your source? So what the fuck are you going to say then? I will not tell them. <laughs> yeah, you will. No, I will not. Yeah, you will. No, I will not. Well, you could go to jail for contempt of court and actually be sitting in a jail like until you tell them. Then I would go to jail. Like, oh, God. You little bitch. You will not. But anyway, so we start going at it right then and there. And um, anyway, I don't know, like uh, 20 minutes later, I'm like, all right, time to go home. Like I did not have dinner with this motherfucker, even though he flew in from Asia. And, oh, shit. and, he, was, and yeah. he, was, he was insulted by that. But then he's... As we're packing up, he's like, oh, what is this? You go, you go home so early. We stay and work very late. I'm like, all right. Somebody's a millionaire. Somebody's not. So why don't you shut the fuck up and just go back to your hotel, jerk off, watch video games, or play video games. And anyway, so NetNet we tried to hold it together with this guy. And um, no, he just, we put a lot of time and effort into this project. It would have been sweet. And at one point, then he just lost his fucking cool over email. And he said something like, uh, well, the company will not do anything to me because they know with the information I have, it will absolutely destroy them. I'm like, uh-oh. What information is that? I will not say. Okay. Oh uh, so now I CC our lawyer. You know, what information is that? I will not say. I'm like, okay, you see who CC'd here? You know, and I pick up the phone call. I'm like, look, man, you said some really stupid shit in email. We need to be clear here. And my, you know, and he's like, I will not tell you. And he starts yelling at me. And then my lawyer called him and, you know, and and basically then called his lawyer. And it just turned into this complete clusterfuck. So net net, we put real time and effort and money into this thing. We didn't touch the fucking stock. Um, until after, you know, this dude published and he ended up publishing himself many months later. And I think he made no money on it. I mean, the stock, the stock absolutely went down the toilet, but he made no money on it because he's such a fucking hothead, just an idiot. I think we kind of subsequently found out after approaching us and kind of burning the bridge to the ground yeah, I think approached three or four other people who all reached the same conclusion pretty quickly that this guy does know what he's talking about, but life's just too short to well, spend time well, he in the room. Well, threatened to sue one of, sue one one of them, them. Yeah. which is a firm that doesn't even do really activist short selling. Yeah. They're a subscription research firm. <laughs> so he ultimately went to them. They threatened to sue him. Went to another you know, firm we know that I guess was just like, can't handle this. this guy. I wonder whatever happened to him. I mean, he's around. He's, he's, yeah. he's still around. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I love just, your impersonation of him. You sound like like Pepe Le Pew. He's a little he Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely no style. You know, he's Pepe at style. Yeah, not a good-looking guy either. No pocket squares. No pocket. Just uh, you know, like probably had a really good How gaming old? chair. When you were dealing with, I don't know. I don't know several years younger than I am. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so he's yeah. just an ass. He yeah. Was just an ass. Yeah. 
But in it a way, like a friggin' headache. Yeah, but in a way, I was like, I don't know that this dude's like really atypical of French <laughs> business people. Like the pride, just you know, it's just so much in the way there. You know, like you can't, you you can't do what you need to do to you know to say oh. you know like you you can't go to your account. Like he wouldn't go to his council, explain what information he's referring to, have that council. This is like the bare minimum that he would have needed to have done to, to restart the project. Have his attorney talk to our attorney and say, "Look, I've talked to the guy. It's not MNPI. We're you know we're okay." Right. He he just couldn't do that. He wouldn't fucking do that. So as a result, Hubris. he just pissed a bunch of people off. And actually, it was really funny when he did end up publishing himself and making no money. Um, you know, the uh, the company figured out who who like oh, yeah. who was behind it, even though they did it pseudonymously. And they said that uh, and they put out um, one of the responses that. Um, that he had been fired because he was and disruptive. Like his, and we're like, <laughs> employee. like, you know, a lot of times these companies, they'll, they'll kind of say shit that, you know, in their responses where they're exaggerating. But eh, in this case, this case, I can definitely see that dude as having been disruptive as fuck. Yeah. And just horrible yeah. to work with. Yeah, he, yeah. he was terrible. And how long did you have to work with him? I mean, this... Yeah, it's persisted a few a months. Couple months yeah. yeah, I mean, like too long because again, we it was a lot of time, a lot of time and effort yeah. um, put into it. Actually, I, I sort of and I, I smoked some political capital in the process there because this would have been a great idea. So at that time, um, I talked to the um, the Irison, um Committee, oh, yeah. New York, right? So that's like the big Irisone mm-hmm. conference and. They had, they had reached out to me, you know, hey, you know, we're having the conference in a couple months. Could have you present? I'm like, yeah, I got a great idea. Like, awesome. Lined it up. And then this shit happened. And I'm like, well, oh. not only did we piss away all this time and money, but now I got to call these dudes up and like, hey, sorry, you know, can oh, I do yes. it next year? And was, you could tell they were like, eh. Like, so I had to... Uh, Donate more money Ugh. to Irisone than I would have then, <laughs> to try to yeah, keep the, they had to have that the relationship open. guy on, and yeah, ended up man. costing him a fortune. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, new week, Credit <clears throat> Suisse. It looks yep. like has survived twenty twenty two. Well, are we sure? We're not quite at the end of twenty twenty two. We're not yet, but they raised Couples. a bunch of money from some really smart investors. Um, the Saudis. Yeah. They are going to be revitalizing the old um, First Boston, I think, right? They're kind of... They're calling... Well, they're... Yeah, I think they're... Are they going to call it Credit Suisse First Boston or is it just going to be for... So it's going to be spun out. The investment right. bank is going to be spun out and they picked... At this point, I imagine that is no different to you and I, like the three of us, like me just literally moving my chair a little bit over here. And you guys moving your chairs over there? Because I assume that's all that's uh, left. No, no, no. But they pick. But remember, the spin out first Boston is going to be led by uh, an executive in whom the Saudis have supreme confidence, a, a a financier extraordinaire. You know this, right? Yes. Michael Klein. How do we know that name? Well, his firm Churchill Capital did the SPAC for multi-plants. And we were really the first to go out and short a SPAC in this latest wave of SPACs. And that was in 2022. So, uh, sorry, in 20, late, ah, that was retarded. Yeah, Yeah, late 2020 uh, that we, was that 
Yeah, yeah that was that late was 2020. late 2020. Because we started we looking did. at the debt. Right, before it was mm-hmm. announced that it was going to be... Late um, 2020. Yeah, but we started looking at um, multi-plan, just the debt, before it was announced that it was actually going to go public via SPAC. So that was like a gift from God. So in a way, maybe I shouldn't like rip on Michael Klein too hard. But um, but anyway, you know, I um, did some research on Michael Klein. And, uh, you know, one thing I really admire about this guy is his courage because he had the courage to go and blow the Saudis um, like to such an extreme, extreme long before any of the other people in finance were doing it. Like he, he was on his knees for that Saudi dick for, you know, long before yeah. it became like the thing to do in, in Silicon Valley, you know, before Masa made it acceptable to, you know, come over and take a lick. So, um, so anyway, he, Michael Klein's very courageous. The other thing that's very courageous about him and inspiring and this is breaking news because we love to break really important stories That's on this show. Here. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's short sellers with fake chins and things like that. Um, breaking chin news. Chin implants. Um, yeah. Is I actually found out that in 2020, one of his firms uh, might be like M. Klein and Associates. One, one of Michael one Klein's of, firms. Got a PPP loan, I think, oh. for $900,000. That He needed it. Because I'm sure he only took home a li- little you over hundred million dollars in 2020. You didn't know that. That is. Yeah. Got that's a- why it's breaking. So, here. like, dude, you know, like, why? Why shouldn't this guy run Credit Saudi <laughs> First Boston? Right? He's obviously got a great track record. I mean, you know, wow. He, with all the money that he'd made over all those this years is a at guy City, who was he took paid. a fucking PPP loan. To, I guess, not fire some employees so, so this is in 2020. These... And he must have made, like, I, he must have taken home in 2020, like, at least 100 bucks personally, right? I mean, he was getting paid, or the firm was, I think, like, what, $10 million on completion of just doing the deals? Like, like oh, great, you found a corpse. Uh, well done. Here's $10 million past. No, I, I get the 20% of the cut. No, 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 this is additional. This is for just you being you. Wow, what a greedy fucker. Yeah, no, well, I mean, so, you know, when you think Saudis, guys who, you know, were worth probably well into nine figures yeah. flying private, you know, for the past couple decades, getting a PPP loan when, you know, COVID hit, like, yeah, dude, I mean, it it makes sense. So um, wow. he's clearly among the best that the finance industry has to offer. Michael Klein, I salute you. <laughs> Oh, man, that's so good. What a greedy fucker. Excellent. I can't believe you didn't know that. I did not know that. Like, you'd think if you're making that kind of money, you'd be like, mm, this might be a bad look. I mean, like, you know, we make Green. far, far, far less. Yeah. And I remember that was a discussion in our office for 10 seconds. Like, yeah. hey, you know, the, the what, what should we get some of the stimulus, apply for some of the stimulus? It was like, yeah. no, can you imagine? Like, fucking hedge fund like why yeah like that would be awful yeah. <laughs> you know like i mean ross gerber was another one right mm-hmm. he uh the the kubiku stuff like trolling his uh use of ppp loans was was awesome like he's right. like they're bragging about his his tesla and his his arc exposure and whatever and uh kb is like now nah, dude you, you took out some ppp loans here like <laughs> what's going on it's mm-hmm. it's just shameless it really is yeah well, it's also kind of funny. I saw he, um, he t- I read in some article today or yesterday that he had tweeted at the Tesla board, like, 
you know, <laughs> who's running Tesla now? It's time for Elon to come home or something like that. And it's just like, it's really funny watching the world wake up to just what a seriously fucked up, selfish, at times complete shitbag Elon Musk is when, yeah. you know, there was like a small, relatively small number of us who knew all along, like, yeah, dude, this is, uh, this is, you know, a malignant narcissist. Like this yeah. is, you know, guy is not in it for you. He's not in it to save the world. Like, right. mm-hmm. you know, going to Mars is, you know, not, <laughs> it's not going to save the planet. Like, you know, although every now and then like something will happen. And I, I asked this question yesterday and I forget what horrific, you know, thing it was that, oh yeah, it was, um, uh, some like, you know, Marjorie Taylor Green quote or something oh, God. that had me asking like, when's the next rocket from Mars leaving? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I get it. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's uh, it has been funny watching like the Tesla stuff over the past few weeks. I mean, his, his latest thing this week is he's not paying the landlord in San Francisco, which I'm kind of behind. I, I do yeah. like that move. Uh I think he's not going to pay any of the severance that he promised people. He's that's just that's, like, yeah. fuck that's, you. That's, yeah. some fuck, that's some fucked up shit. Yep. They're auctioning I'm, off a bunch of uh, um, like espresso machines and stationary working bikes. So this, this is his like new thing. Oh, like, I, I think that. Yeah, he's auctioning off like all this crap. Well, yeah, you, well you look at him and I don't think he's used an exercise machine in a yeah, few days. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to be fair, he's running like six companies. Like I'm not running well, any. According to Ross Gerber, he <laughs> might not be running Tesla. True. Um, so yeah, Elon's having another interesting weekend. But I just that, that's pretty it. crazy though, that he's like, that he's decaying them on severance. And yeah. I guess his thinking is, it's interesting because probably most everybody has arbitration clauses in their yeah. employment agreements, I'm guessing. But he's probably thinking that, yeah, okay, you know, just it's not going to be worth it for any of these people to take me, you know, to right. arbitrate. But I wonder, I mean, you probably can't, but I wonder if you could do, somebody could put together class action. Um, hmm. But then again, your class action attorney is going to peel off like, you know, 1.5 yeah. weeks of your two week severance, you yeah. know, when, when the settlement comes down. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just not a cool move. Nope. Continues to be interesting to watch though. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, there, there are many things when I look back and I could say, okay, you know, it seemed like, it it seemed like he had jumped the shark, but he knew what he was doing. But I mean, right now he's gone, he's gotten so political. He's so alienated that original base of fans, you know, like the, the left leaning to, you know, all the far left, environmentally minded people who were just flocking to Tesla and defending his stock mm. or defending its stock, like, you know, or never mind. I feel mind. like he doesn't give a shit, though. But that's the, but he should, because yeah. he's, he's borrowed a bunch of money, you know, that, uh, to buy, te- or to buy uh, Twitter. And right now he's running that fucker. Into- so it's like, and the quality of advertisers has definitely dropped, like, mm. and it's gone. Yeah really right wing like i saw the most dystopian shit in my twitter feed um just a few days ago maybe the algorithm's getting better (laughs) (laughs) so so what i saw was um this video it's like free men and it shows it shows dudes who are like fully kitted out in you know body armor with um ar so i think it was uh you know by the ar manufacturer i forget what it really stands Mm -hmm. for um but it's like you know 
free men protect their families. You know, guy like patrolling in some like, you know, desert area with the fucking, you know, AR and, and body armor. Free men, you know, protect the innocent and dude storming into like a house in Baghdad, it looks like, and carrying out a child, you know, getting in body armor with the fucking, you know, rife. I'm like, this is the most dystopian shit ever. Like that's the quality of advertiser that, you know, yeah, we're, you wanna, that we're stuck with now on Twitter. You want to know what's more dystopian? That wasn't a child. That was a midget and the advert was for midgets. <laughs> That's what it was targeted at. It was bodyguards for midgets. <laughs> free, free men honor midgets' rights. <laughs> it's, it's niche. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I do wonder if like Twitter is maybe like the best bang for your buck in terms of advertising at the moment because like everyone else is probably leaving. And if you want to target like whack jobs, Twitter's a good place Twitter to be. Now, good. the other thing that has happened this week in the world of online advertising. There is a, a nonpartisan bill that's being put forward um, to ban TikTok in the US. I so really? hope that happens. Yeah, I think Rubio um, might have sponsored it. It's the biggest fucking no-brainer ever. Like TikTok, from what I understand in China, is like sweet stuff, like love each other, like, this is how you count to 10. Like, this is how <laughs> physics works. And in the US, it's just like garbage, garbage, yeah. garbage, garbage. Well, it it's starts with garbage and then it, that that algo takes you in a really toxic shit. Yeah. Like about, you know, glorifying like hard drugs and shit yeah. like Legit that. rescue. Violence. Yeah. So it's, I Do mean- Do you it, have a TikTok account? No, no. It. I mean, like all kidding aside, yeah, it really does yeah. seem like it's a China PSYOP. Okay. Um, against the, Do you uh, have against a TikTok the US. Account? No, I don't even have a LinkedIn. How am I going to be on TikTok? I think they're completely separate. Well, well I think he's saying like LinkedIn oh. is kind of like the baby step and yeah. you know, TikTok is more yeah, you know, it's like you're, yeah, no. you're you're more social media savvy yeah. if you yeah. have TikTok. Do you have a TikTok? Me? No. I don't How, even have the Twitter. How's your uh, your IG doing? No. Yeah, your IG gets yeah. blown up all the time now. Yeah? Yeah, I don't get that. Huh? Yeah, I don't get it. What do you mean? Well, I don't... I, Everybody I, likes the ruffles you wear. Is that what it is? Yeah. I had a guy say, um, oh, I said, are you watching our show? Is that... What's, yeah. How do you know, you know, how did you come across my... Because I'm barely on Instagram. I have two posts. Yeah. And he's like, no, you came across my DMs, which I don't understand. Came wow. across what? My DMs. My DMs? You came across... Across my or or I, I don't I don't I don't get it. What did he say? I want to come across. No. Your, oh, okay. okay. DMs. Direct messages. Yes. I Is it the scary me. senator? Is it him again? <laughs> no, it's not the scary senator. He's not scary. No, he's not, and he's a just big, is voting. Huge I know. Fan. I know. We're gonna do Thank a meeting great next senator. week. We're gonna do a meeting great. Really? No. <laughs> All right. Let's signing. go to our next. Do we have a time for another one or just one you know, more? I, I think it's important if we're going to, you're going on another holiday, it sounds like, to London. You are? Oh, I am. I didn't tell him yet. Oh, <laughs> good. I love watching a, these interactions. No, How many weeks are you going for? I'm only going for five days and okay. I'm going to see my best friend. Does that include weekends? It's a week. Yes, it is a week. But your best friend is in New York. No, I have, I, my I have another one. Oh, yeah. 
The one Trisha. in London. I don't think you met her. No, you weren't no, at good. my. I mean, she's anyway, in, she's in London. She's yeah. She married a Brit. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So when are you going? Um, end of December when you're in West Bank. That's when, a bad. That's a bad week. End, end of February. That's a bad week. I knew it. Wait, you're going twice? No, end of February. I don't but know why not, I said it. But you're not supposed to take time out of the office when I'm out of the office because who's going to handle it? I know. It's just Friday. Who's, who's going to like look at my we emails get, while I'm gone? But I'm, I'll work that Friday. It's just Friday because uh, Kelly's coming with me. Anyway, no one wants to hear about this shit. <laughs> I do. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like I need to hear what about it. So I'll give you some I'm not advice sure why this is. No, no, I'm not sure like, why this is when I'm hearing this, about it this for the first was time. My, this was part of the thing because then when he's like, I didn't agree to this, you can be like, no, you agreed to it. I've got it live on the podcast. All right. So you can hold him to this shit. So oh, that's it? silence is not assent. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to do when you're in London? Um, I just want to go to some nice restaurants and okay. that's it. You're going to have an, You don't have to go to London for that. No, but I, I, yeah, I haven't been forever. You can go to I Dallas. I lived in London. You lived in London? Yeah. When you were at finishing school? 19. No, afterwards. Oh, okay. I was 19. I did You don't a year get that abroad. aristocratic British accent in her at all? She's not wearing a pocket square. Uh, no, that's just German royalty <laughs> that sells real estate. <laughs> sells real estate. Dude, you know what? We should see if we can get that guy on like home release and as part of his like working program. Cause you know, usually they're like doing license plates or some really menial stuff. Mm-hmm. We could have him working selling real estate, but for like eight cents an hour in, uh, in Germany. I, Imagine how fucking miserable I that feel dude is. Like I think we need to put, I, we need to put them together with losing. Vivian. Like that, there you go. <laughs> yes. like, your occupancy rates low. Ah. Do you know what he could do? He could do the metaverse real estate for <laughs> Rent Twenty Four, mm. right? Because Rent Twenty Four, perfect, which is the related party that is renting space um, in one of uh, Vivian's, one of but many of really many of Vivian's buildings. Well, yeah, that's the exactly. question. Puts out this press release, being like, ah, we've pivoted to the metaverse. So maybe that's what we have. Uh, is it Heinrich? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Prince Heinrich the Thirteenth. Okay, we'll have Prince Heinrich the Thirteenth. Um, cool. All right. So I'd, like, I'd love to hear about each of the twelve um, predecessors <laughs> in detail. Are we not going to talk about the best non-hire ever? Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's it's a, it's a it's a time to be thankful, right? End of the year. So yeah, thankful for the things that we do have, and also thankful for things we don't have. Um, in this case, from the archives, mm. the best non-hire ever. Um, all right, he so me, asshole. You just look at me. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, we did hype. This is real. Yeah, I think we were. This is real. I think we were so aglow at having not made this obviously bad hire that we kind of let you slip through. So, um, I think like, it's quite possible if we hired this person we wouldn't be here today I, I genuinely believe it could have been that catastrophic yeah wow. so okay so back in 20 late 2014 14. early 2015 um we're going to launch we have our we have our anchor investor so have to hire a chief operating officer and freddie has a family friend who's a headhunter you know kind of global says, hey, there's this American guy. He's been a lawyer. He's been in prime brokerage. Um, he's also been in uh, 
and like fund business development, uh, jack of all trades. They know um, a little bit of everything. Right. Like <laughs> sends his CV through like, wow, you know, like this, it's a very, you know, this guy's got CV. very impressive, great CV. So basically at that time, my approach was interview somebody who seems to, you know, like clear the bar from a CV perspective. If it goes well, then diligence them. So the day before, um, so the day before the phone interview, the headhunter calls me and um, he's like, I'm sure you've seen this. Like, actually I hadn't, but there were some headlines around this guy. So this guy had some bad tabloid headlines, actually. I mean, he wasn't a known dude, right? So he still, his conduct still rose to the level of bad tabloid headlines vis-a-vis a a woman that he was dating. And so the headhunter tells me about this and, you know, I'm like, huh, I hang up, Google, easily find this. Oh, shit. Like, you know, this is, you know, and at that time also, it was more sensitive because what are people going to think about it? A fund that's an activist short selling fund. And like the last thing we need to do is associate ourselves with, you know, like highly sketchy people. So um, anyway, um, you know, I called the headhunter back. He's like, look, he has his side of the story. It's quite different from what was reported. You know, and I'm like, yeah, fucking lamestream media. They always get shit wrong. <laughs> now, this is 2014. People didn't talk that way. Right. Um, so, so, all right, I'll interview this guy. But um, you know, if we were to go forward, I mean, he's got to be stellar and I'm a value buyer. So have the interview with him on the phone. He does well. But we get into this conversation where I'm like, okay, look, man, you know, there's headline risk with you. So if we move forward, like you got to come in at like the right number. And so he's like, okay, I get it. I can do that. Um, but I also want to be assured that if it works out, like there's upside. Yeah, okay, fine. We're on the same page. So we're interviewing a few candidates for COO. And I mean, we've, we're having these in-person interviews in San Francisco. People are walking in not knowing a fucking thing about us. Right. Like there, you know, I mean, I remember one guy was like at the end, he's like, oh, well, I hope it's not too much to ask. You know, we, we signed a confee, so I hope it's OK. Can I get a copy of some of the reports you've written? Oh, you mean the ones that we publish openly on right. the website and then I tweet out to, you know, all my followers all the time? Yeah, cool. we can we what, can get those for you. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so it's really I'm, I mean, we're just shocked at how apathetic, unprepared these candidates are. So anyway, this dude is going to be coming in and you know when I make the arrangements, he's, he's got to fly in from New York. And so when I make the arrangements. Um, I'm about to ask, you know, I'm about to say, hey, why don't we meet in the morning? He's like, hey, uh, how, about, uh, how about we do 1 p.m.? Now, normally I like to do these things in the morning, but I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, Something struck me as a little bit maybe forward or odd about that, but fine, 1 p.m. So, Freddie, this other guy, um, and I, we're of the mind that it's the highest bar in the world for this guy to clear if we're going to have another conversation, right? Like, almost certainly won't clear it. Comes in, and 
I mean, he's so prepared. He knows so much about our business. He brings, takes out this like thing that's binder that's like a phone book. He's like, okay, these are these are names of various hedge funds. You know, I've talked to I've talked to them in the past. Or hedge fund investors. These guys, I think, would be good for you because da da da. These guys, I mean, this dude is money, right? And I have my one-on-one with him, and then Freddie has his. The other guy has his, and you know, like it's impressive. And the guy's still in the conference room, and Freddie, you know, and, and and the other guy and I, we, we said, wow, I, you know, we all share that we were really impressed by this guy, and we think he cleared this bar. So. Um, I go in and I say, hey, listen, uh, we're about to go grab drinks. You want to go with us? All of a sudden, he gets a little weird. He's like, ah, uh, uh, you know, no, I've got somewhere to be. But also one thing I didn't mention was during the interview, um, I said, after we got past, you know, got done with a lot of substantive stuff, I said, okay, so I got to ask you about what happened with you and blank. And the funny thing is, he spoke with a, he kind of speaks with a lisp, right? Like, I mean, you would kind of, like, you'd think he's gay um, from that, or at least I did, except he's got these headlines about, like, you know, this, you know, ex-girlfriend. He's like, I'm going to make up a name for her. I'm going to call her Courtney. Well, I didn't know about the headlines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't. That's no, the I mean, whole part. I the, had no idea. The headlines were bad. Yeah. And like, so, I'm like, what? So he's like, ah, uh, well, let me just... Okay, so basically here's what happened with Courtney and me. I was just fucking Courtney. And she wanted more than that, I suppose. I think it's because she saw my Centurion card. And anyway, but I was just fucking her. Now, people have told me after the fact that that was a red flag. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were like, yeah. Well, I'm like, yeah. yeah. No, nah, yeah. I've been there. Like, <laughs> look, man, I was in high school. This chick I hooked up with threatened to kill herself and take her with me. You know, she put that note in my locker saying that. They're like, so I like, didn't I have it. a Centurion card, whatever the fuck that is. So, yeah, exactly. seems good. Yeah, it's like, I get it. You know, the crazy bitches, that'll happen. Um, so anyway, ask him to get a drink. It's all weird. I got to, I, uh, no, I have to meet some friends. Uh, okay, all right. Like, that was yeah, that. Whatever. So, Anyway, I but when he left, I, I was like, you know, I told him we were really impressed. Yeah. Going to have, you know, look forward to continuing this conversation. Next morning, I'm sitting there and the third guy, I'll call him, um, I don't know. I mean, it's Joe not Smith. like, a, I'll call it, it's not a secret, but like, you know, Joe. <laughs> Joe comes up to me and he's like, he's like, hey, Carson, you ever been to Crazy Horse? Okay, now if you know anything about anything, you know that Crazy Horse is... A strip club, right? So, and I'm thinking of the Motley Crue song, Girls, Girls, Girls. And I just start singing like, Crazy Horse, Paris, France, Fagantani. No, no, no. Serious question. You ever been to Crazy Horse? I don't know, dude. When I was in college, like, maybe. And so he throws something at me. Catch it. And I look at it. It's a pen. And it's got these two silhouettes of naked women on it. Crazy Horse. Something, something, Market Street, San Francisco. I'm like, what? And he said, Joe says, I found this in the conference room. Hmm? Wait. You found it in the conference room? When? Just now. This wasn't here before, I'm pretty sure. Hey, Freddie. Seriously, is this your fucking pen? No. Would you wouldn't care. No, I, I, mean, don't give look, a, I don't give a shit. Spoils the story, but yeah, it actually was my pen. <laughs> <laughs> 
poor fucking guy. So, <laughs> so, so I'm like, whoa. And I mean, when yeah. I established that everybody in the office is telling the truth, like All four people. that, you know, like, well, three plus me. Yeah. We're That's telling the truth about it, not yeah, but I'm not asking myself okay. if I'm telling the truth. Like I, I, I generally believed myself. Okay, I just want to let you know. I wouldn't believe you. So, well, let's you know. I know. I yeah, know. exactly. Um, so, so anyway, like, oh shit, like this is, wow, what do we do? So now it's really awkward because the guy's following up, you know, and he's, you know, sending me emails like, you know, I want to build this house with you. Like he kept saying that in the yeah. inter- in the interview, you know, which. That's a flag. People tell me today. <laughs> I feel like that's a flag. Carson, I want to build this house with you. And you're like, Ugh. Yeah, so. Crazy so horse. Any- <laughs> so anyway, I'm trying to avoid this guy, but he's, you know, he's persistent. So I'm like, all right, I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to have to have it, man. Like, so I have this conversation. It's Friday afternoon. And I'm like, hey, listen, um, got to tell you, you know, you really impressed us, blah, blah, blah. But. I just don't think it's a fit, so best of luck. So, well, I, I'm, I'm surprised to hear that from you. Um, I thought it went very well. Yeah, look, man, it's, it's just, I, I don't have a problem with strip clubs, but I know where you were the night before. I know you went to, I know you went to one, and I just have to ask myself, okay, when you have the headlines that you have and you've got an interview the next day, I don't know. Like, it's just bad judgment. Because it's just because of the headlines. And like, so, well, no, but he's yeah. still, right. I mean, like, if... Like, if but you're, you're thinking, anybody, right? Like, you go to well, a meeting, right? You show up and he opens his binder and he's, like, left his three bags of coke in from the night before and George Soros is unimpressed, right? Like, yeah. that's what you're thinking. Well, and, and I actually, well, at one point, I meant, well, so he starts off with, he's like, I don't go to strip clubs, okay? There's a very specific reason I don't go to strip clubs. Okay, I don't go to... And he keeps like teasing this very specific reason he doesn't go to strip clubs. And I don't ask, but he's like, you know what? Fuck it. It's it's Friday afternoon. I'll just tell I don't go to strip clubs because you can't come. Okay? That's why. You know? <laughs> like, okay. Now, people have told me. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I kind of see that. My father always told me he doesn't like to watch porn or go to strip clubs because if he can't handle the merchandise, it's not worth looking at, as he always put it, starting when I was like, you know, seven. Um, true story. It might explain some things. So, um, you know, I'm like, well, look, man, whatever, whatever. But um, I know you did because you left your crazy horse pen in the conference room. Uh, Carson, I swear to you, I did not go to a strip club and, you know, and I don't. And I was like, look, man, and I don't really give a fuck if if people do, but your headlines and I don't know, man, like if you're going and pitching somebody and I don't know, it makes me think like, are you, a, you know, like a coke addict? Do you leave coke? I do not do any drugs other than weed. And I did some mushrooms at Burning Man um, the other <laughs> month. No, because so I won't give that detail because that's a little too identifying. I'm like, I'm like, well, yeah, okay. If I'm addicted to anything, it's working out. <laughs> oh my god! Another people flag. have told me <laughs> another red flag. So, and so, so, but he, but he's like, okay, okay, you know what? I, 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 I get it. This is, this is, this is dead. But I just, I want to make sure that you don't 
that you don't have this wrong impression. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start reading names from my phone book, okay, of people of, of people who know me. You tell me when to stop, and I will call them, and then I will ask them in real time with you on the phone if I do drugs. And I, could, I don't even drink, Carson. And that's why when you asked me to go to the bar, like that's it was kind of awkward because I don't drink. Like, all right, this that's is weird. Another but, flat. So you know, like, um, you know, Adam, Amanda, Adam. okay, there. It's like okay, one moment. I hold on, like it's not. Are you in the room at this no, point? No, no, no. I'm, I'm at home. This is, this is a Friday. It's you know not an unduly long yeah. amount of time. Like he's a you know, crazy horse so, smoking so, weed, like <laughs> dialing this guy. So, so, so he comes back on, and he's like, uh, you know, okay, Aaron, uh, this is my friend Carson, and um, we were just having uh, uh, a joke, and um, you made a bet, and so I told Carson that I don't do, I don't drink. And I don't do any drugs, and I'm and so he he asked me to prove it. So, um, and so the guys like, well, yeah, I mean, look, since I've known you, you know, and he's you can tell there's awkwardness, like not that the guy's lying awkwardness, but just this is out of left field awkwardness. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I look, I know you smoke weed and you did shrooms when you were a Burning Man, but no, I mean, like I've never seen you drink, and I blah blah blah, and so we do this two more times. Okay, and every wow. time it's checking out. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is a big mistake. Maybe he was in the hotel restaurant, and like the waitress handed him the pen to sign in the bill with, and right, like it's all right. just. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I then say, you know, all right, look, man, I, I wanted it to work. So there, there's one thing we could do. Okay, like this, since this has been very convincing.、Um, Go get drug tested. And normally, like I wouldn't test、yeah. anybody for、mm-hmm. drug. I mean, it's more like if you don't do some kind of drug, if you don't smoke weed, like I probably wouldn't hire you anyway. Like I wouldn't、yeah. trust you. But、um, <laughs> you gotta have something in your system if you want to work here. But、um, but anyway, so this dude has to get a drug test. He agrees without hesitation. And then、uh, I, I also say, like, well, there are these guys who wrote this book called、uh, "Spy the Lie." They're ex-CIA polygraphers. They do behavioral. Fine, I'll do that. I'll meet with the Men in Black. That's fine. So I set I set the thing up, you know, with、uh, put him in touch with the Men in Black. We're going to do this behavioral interview. And、um, anyway, so that happens just a few days later. Oh boy! What <laughs> it's happened? Like, I don't. It's like Carson. I I I got to tell you, I think that.、Um, You know, I think this guy is. I'm not a psychologist, but I think this guy is probably manically、uh, manic depressive.、Um, I'm not sure he ever graduated from any of the schools on his CV.、Uh, and, I didn't、um, know that. And when I got to the part about the pen, he had fit like cluster of 15 deceptive behaviors. I've never seen that many in one time before. <laughs> I've been doing this for 42 years, and I've never seen anything like this. And so at the end, he said to me that I don't think this has gone very well. And I said, "Well, <laughs> not, not entirely." He's like, "Well, maybe I didn't tell the truth, but my version of the truth is closer to reality than Courtney's is." Is like what what he apparently said. So anyway, I just got to reimburse the guy for his like travel expenses, and、um, so I get the bill for his hotel. It was only there in San Fran for two nights. Dude's got dry cleaning on there, about like thousand dollars. 
And the like, room's like 300 a night. Not even. We're like, holy fucking was shit. Was it really that much? Yeah, it, it, was, was, it, was, it, was, it was a huge, huge. number. What? And we're like, so, oh my I mean, god! So crazy. He didn't, he he didn't go Did he to crazy. someone right. and like he didn't, he didn't go to Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse came to him. He probably stabbed her with a pen. Like had to get all the hooker blood out of the like you know. That's please put like, it on pen. my kept the pen as a memento. His like biggest regret is having left it. But yeah, I'm like, how much fucking hooker blood was there, man? Yeah. Like that dry cleaning bill. And uh, yeah, I mean, so. And, Did the, you ever address the no, dry I mean, clean bill? No, I wasn't oh. going to pay for the dry clean. I'm just like, dude, you get one night of room and like, and we'll reimburse the airfare. But the but the best part was, like, maybe the kicker was he gave us his his uh, bank account details to wire it, and it never went through. And when we're like, what, what? the fuck? You know, our bank is like, oh, you know, uh, Bank of America says that account's been closed. <laughs> what the? Yeah. He was just like fucked up like was every that which like, way what from the fuck? I mean it was like on top of a whole line <laughs> so where do so you end up so people have told me since then <laughs> <laughs> that that could have been a red flag uh, needless to say he ended up in a pretty senior role at a crypto firm oh true story really true story true story yeah wow I mean when you hear about like all the FTX weird ass orgies but then you know, that's like not I, that I could totally see him yeah what do you mean i, I mean, mean i mean he might yeah well the, the ftx place might be the only place you know ftx he's... might have been the only place where he didn't look like a pervert or something <laughs> <laughs> that's know? what i'm thinking yeah. yeah so anyway like sometime even though this is a season to be thankful for what you have it's sometimes good to also be thankful for the things that you, you do not have mm-hmm. and freddie's not exaggerating when he said if we had hired that fucking guy, we might not be here today. Might be running Goldman Sachs or Credit Saudi. Credit Saudi. Michael Klein might be, uh, you know, shining my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Krista, right, you going to outro us? No. That's all you. Oh. Should we do the season's greetings? Yeah. Go ahead. Wish everyone a happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. All right. Happy Cheers. New Year. Best Happy in New Year. 2023. 2023. Here's to new hires. <laughs>